Thanks very much for joining us on our second episode of a Passport Podcast. And um, so I guess, you know, we'll just dive straight in. Um, it's, it's good to meet you. You know, we've not, we've not been, been uh, acquainted before. It's good to finally have a second guest on the show. Um, so I'll just do a very, very, very quick intro myself. So born and raised in the UK, um, come from, from Asian Indian origin. Um, heritage. Mom was born in in India. Dad was born in Kenya. Um, but I've had quite a bland, quite a bland kind of you know upbringing. <laughs> just born and raised in the UK, so it's been quite, quite, quite kind of bland for me. So it's always very interesting to see different perspectives, see different different guests on the show, and see you know, like you know uncover where they've been, where they've been brought up, their their culture, their origin, and like you know where life's taken them. So over to you. So thank you very much for having me. So um, my name is Marco. Um, I'm 20, almost 27 years old. Uh, I'm from Serbia originally. Um, I grew up there. Um, I was born there. Um, so I'm also kind of Serbian by nationality, although uh, my parents uh, come from different part of what was uh, Yugoslavia at the time when I was born. Um, wow. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's very nice to, to meet you, as you said, right? Um, very nice. And, really a pleasure for me to be on the show today and uh, yeah looking forward to uh, to answering some questions and talking nice nice so, yeah glad to have you on um had to make it a point to have some european influence on the show so um <laughs> yeah more than happy to to be hosting you um yeah just tell us a bit about yourself i guess um did you kind of grow up in serbia all your life and how's that um compared to where you are now i understand you're working in germany right so um what's the kind of um path you've been on yeah that's a that's a good question so um i did i did grow up in serbia to an extent uh when i was about 16 years old i actually moved to the uk i moved to a boarding school um and i was there oh for for quite a while so i did my um my a levels in the uk and then i carried on into my bachelor's um which I did in Nottingham, and then after that, I uh, I moved to London uh, to do uh, my master's. But actually, uh, now thinking about it, in between, I did uh, spend some time living in Budapest. Um, nice. In yeah. and, uh, and after that, um, I moved to Germany, and uh, I've been living in Germany now for about ooh, two and a half, almost three years. So, and I've been I've been working here uh, all that time, pretty much. Cool. Player, very very quickly why is it that you decided to go back to to germany and not to serbia also like a quite a good question you know uh the thing for me i think uh ever since i moved away from serbia uh obviously um, you know i still uh, kind of my family or part of my family still lives there uh, but it was always this idea that once i leave uh, yeah. I can always go back, right? So it's a bit of a sure, sense sure. of, you know, you can always go back. That's kind of the easy route. But to while go try something kind of, else. Absolutely. While I'm out, you know, I might as well kind of, uh, you know, try and do uh, things elsewhere. Now, why I'm in Germany specifically is just that's kind of where the opportunities were uh, yeah. for me after my master's. So it's, it's not kind of like I necessarily picked it out of uh, a lot of options. But <laughs> oh, I, I never, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just kind of where the opportunities appeared for me. 
but also um, I just always think that I could always go back. You know, you can, yeah. if everything else fails, it's very easy just to go back. So sure. uh, for now I'm still outside, but I never, uh, I never say I'm not going to go back. So you never know. Always keep the option open. Nice. No, I appreciate that. And I suppose um, without wanting to, to delve too much into the detail too soon, um, on the on this podcast, a, pass, a passport podcast, we like to um, just mess around a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so um, where have you heard of two truths, one lie? I have. I have now. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so basically, um, if you can share two truths and one lie in the form of just three random facts, then we're going to try and guess which is the lie. Um, and for all the listeners out there, um, we will um, we'll hazard a guess um, as soon as you say it, but we'll let you reveal the answers towards the end of the show. Okay, so two truths and one lie. Hmm. Um, let's, let's try this one. So, one, I've never had a pet uh, in my life. Okay. Two would be that I get a haircut only three times a year. Uh, and okay, fair. the last one would be that I visited all the continents. You visited all the continents. Exactly. Are we are we saying six uh, continents or? I, I would I would exclude uh, Greenland in this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you don't look like a pet person to me. I think you sound pretty well traveled. So I'm going to hazard a guess and say the second one was the lie. Okay. The second one. So, so, so sorry to run it back. You've never had a pet. You get only three hackers a year and um, you've been to all continents. He definitely um, gets a haircut more than three times a year. Once every four months. I mean, I'm bold, but even even that's pretty, pretty, pretty rare. Hey, you never know, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like you've had a pet. I feel like you may have had a goldfish or something. Um, <laughs> or a hamster when he was young. I'm going to go with you that, that you have had a pet uh, okay. as um, as my... As my uh, the guess that I'm going to hazard guess that as a lie, but um, tricky one, well played. Yeah, <laughs> find out, find out towards towards the end of the yeah, show. Okay. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll reveal reveal it at the end. Nice, nice, sure. Yeah, but um, I suppose um, apologies for ruining your flow, but um, Budapest really stuck out for me there. Like, what part of um, what part of your life was was spent there and. I suppose most of the listeners, if not all, will kind of feel like that's one place that people go to for like a weekend or, or a holiday. Stag. Um, uh, stag. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's it like to be live there? Uh, I mean, I have to say it, it's very, uh, it's very different. Uh, I mean, obviously Hungary, you know, is a, is a kind of well-known country. It's very European. Uh, I've been part of the European Union for quite a long time and, and now, um, but I have to admit, it, it's quite different, right? So I actually forgot to mention, I also lived in, in China for, for a time, right? And um, of wow, course, that, nice. that's, that's quite a bit different. Um, but I have to say, in, in Europe, when I look at Budapest, it's, it's quite a different city. So 
if you compare it to some of the other big cities in Europe, um, or, you know, if you go to Berlin or to Paris, um, it, it's quite different, you know, and, and it's very mixed, I have to say, but it does bring a lot of this kind of tra tradition, uh, you know, even back from the kind of Austro-Hungarian Empire, right? So yeah. you still see a lot of those kind of old architecture. I think if you go to Vienna, it might be a bit similar to that. I've not um, been to Vienna. I'd love to, though. Yeah, so those, I feel like it's very old school. Yeah, very old, like European type of influence, like grand buildings, nice artwork. Exactly, exactly. And what was actually very, very interesting for me, at least, is because where I grew up in Serbia, it's the north of Serbia. Uh, and back, you know, before World War One, this was also the part uh, that was kind of part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. It's only after the war that this belonged to uh, Serbia or Yugoslavia at the time, right? Uh, and actually, I found that the architecture really resembles where I'm from in Serbia, which is not mm. at all what I would have uh, what I would have expected going there. Wow, fair. And resembles in what way? So, so what's the kind of? Oh, it's it's just to like paint the picture. Um, what is it like in where you grew up versus where it was in in Budapest? So I think it's uh, it's mostly like the, the urban way that things are set up, right? So the buildings have a particular uh, way that they've been built. They have particular windows, uh, for example, oh, right. which tend to kind of stick out of the building. I think in the UK in some houses, you might have this as well, yeah. right? Uh, it's not very common yeah. in continental Europe, but yeah. in these, these areas it is. Um, that's one of the things, but also the way that the streets are set up. You know, you have a lot of kind of trees in particular places in the street. Um, there's always the kind of uh, different uh, facade colors uh, which you see in houses. You know, in the UK, it's pretty much all the kind of red brick houses that yeah, all look similar. Yeah, yeah. And then here, it's like a collage of different facades and different size houses. It's kind nice. of like uh, randomly put together. Maybe Full like individual. Place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you have this in both places, which, which to me was kind of very, uh, very interesting to see Budapest, this kind of big... European capital and the kind of smaller city where I grew up, and then to see that these two actually really look alike from an urban standpoint in the way they were built. Oh, Matt, I'd love to go to Serbia. I've never been at all. Like, you know, the, the whole Yugoslavian kind of um, breakup, and, and I, I don't know much about like the, the, the history and the geography of, um, of kind of old Eastern Europe, so the USSR, and like how that kind of blended into, into Russia of today, I guess. I don't know much about where the geographies kind of get divided um but yeah that whole kind of area i've not been to very much i've been to i've been fortunate enough to go to hungary uh, to go to budapest um mm -hmm. but like romania transylvania serbia vienna austria all of that part of the the kind of deeper eastern europe i'd love to go to yeah i mean uh if you do want to come to serbia i can help you out there uh, but also <laughs> all the other regions i think it's it's uh it's been also a bit of rough history, right, in the last 20, 30 years. So also it hasn't been too popular, but already now it's opening up. So you do see more people going and kind of more uh, more infrastructure for you. Yeah. So you should definitely uh, pursue that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. I'd, I'd love to go. So so you grew up in, in northern Serbia and it was quite a um, an urban region. Um, well, not really. Where I grew up, uh, it's... It's not too far from Belgrade, which is the capital, right? But mm. at the same time, the way that the country looks, it's kind of thin, right? So I'm also on the border of with Romania. And the oh, town where okay. I grew up is quite a small town. It's it's maybe 40,000 people or so. 
Uh, so not very many, oh. right? Um, so it's it's I mean it's relatively urban in in the in the city, right? But yeah. It's also very easy to kind of uh, go outside the city and see the rural rural areas. Sure. Uh, and sure. actually, um, in Serbia or kind of in, in that region, uh, it's very flat, right? So it's very popular for um, stuff like growing corn, um, growing oh, wheat, and similar like agriculture. Um, but also, what's very specific for my town. Um, kind of uh, that's a bit different i guess it, it does have like a hill so kind of uh it has like basically one hill right it's, it's the only thing for right yeah because it's it's very flat and there's just a hill right and because of the hill uh what we can also do or what people do uh, is they grow a lot of um, grapes right so it's also very oh, popular wow. for wine so it's like i did not know you needed hills for grapes yeah, I, I'm not sure how necessary it is, but I'm sure it's pretty. Uh, it helps. It's kind of the way to do it, definitely. I think also if you think of places like Porto in Portugal, you know they have the kind of uh, crevices as well where Valleys. they used to grow a lot of a lot of grapes and stuff. So also uh, wine is very popular where I'm from. Nice. Oh, bear that in mind when I um if I decide <laughs> to open like a a, a winery <laughs> winery. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a good place. That's interesting. And how did your kind of experience, kind of schooling-wise, um, but more so even just generally in terms of like stuff outside of school, outside of like uni, um, and, and just like socializing? How did that compare in, for instance, Serbia versus the UK versus now Germany? Like, are there some distinct um, things that you would call out um, for anyone kind of living there or wanting to live there? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's quite, um, it has a lot to do with the phases of your life that you're in, right? Yeah. So obviously, you know, when you grow up in one place, um, it's natural that you meet people and you know these people for a long time. Could yeah. be people, uh, you know, in the area you grew up, could be people from your school uh, or something like this. Uh, and then when I moved to the UK, I was kind of, um, well, fortunate enough in a way that I lived in a boarding school where, maybe half of the student body was international. Mm. So everyone was kind of in the same boat, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that got there. So everyone was new, didn't know anyone. So it was, it was quite easy to get to meet people. But at the same time, uh, you also develop these skills at this time, right? So bearing in mind, I'm now 15, 16 years old. You know, you're kind of um, in a new place. Uh, you don't know anything. And then there's a bunch of people who would, in, kind of with the same problem or the same issue. Right? Yeah, so you yeah. tend to band together with these people. And a, a lot of those people that I met at that time, I'm still very, very good friends with, right? Nice. Obviously, not all of them, but, but quite a few. Um, I guess similar is going to university, right? Again, you're kind of in a new environment. So is everyone else. Uh, so you're kind of meeting people um, on a regular basis, right? It's kind of part of the university experience. Uh, but then when I moved to Germany, um, what I kind of found is that although obviously you have a lot of colleagues, um, once you join a company, um, there's already something that's set in place, right? So yeah. not everyone yeah. is in the same boat. Not everyone is new, right? Obviously, multiple people join at one time, usually. Uh, but for my team, particularly at the time, I was kind of the new guy. Right? Sure. Um, it was, I mean, in terms of socializing uh, in the place of work, that was quite easy, right? You know, the colleagues are great and stuff. But I found that outside of work, 
um, it was it's quite difficult for me even to this day, right, to meet new people. Uh, obviously, I mean, looking back in the last year, it's not a not a good uh, not a good time, <laughs> right, uh, to meet people necessarily. Uh, mm. But also, you know, um, once you come home after work, um, it's not like you're really just buzzing. Uh, to go out by yourself to a bar or to a club yeah. or to a cafe, right? Or even if you do, you know, the people that are here tend to kind of um, already be set in their in their friend, friendship groups, I would say. Yeah. I think one saving grace for me uh, personally was that within my team, there were a couple of other colleagues who joined just before me and they were in a similar position. Uh, uh, and they were okay. also a bit younger than everyone else. So we kind of managed to, to form, a bit, form a bit of a group. Uh, sure. And then also kind of, I got to meet their friends and kind of socialize in that way a little bit. But I have to say, you know, um, it, it's, quite, it's quite a different challenge uh, when you move somewhere and start working as opposed to move somewhere uh, for school. Not to say that, yeah. you know, uh, it's not possible, but that was just my personal experience. So is there not much left like a pub culture like you have in the UK where if someone new has joined, then you kind of go out for drinks and socialize? Sounds like there isn't that much of that. that, No, no. Despite how much the Germans love beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, uh, that's a good point. You know, in the UK, Thursdays and Fridays after work, you know, you're going to the pub. Yeah, it's a traditional thing. But here it's not as much, you know. Um, obviously, I, I can kind of speak from my story. I'm sure maybe different companies, you know, in different places have different uh, cultures. I'm sure some of them do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, you know, especially it, it's quite, um, people have a very specific work-life balance. So, oh, okay. so people have their, their work life. And it's quite divided. Their, yeah, and they have their personal life. So they have sure. their you know, personal friends, their hobbies, things they do on the weekend. And yeah. then they have their work, right? And these two are very distinctly separate. Where in the UK, for example, and I would say it's in Germany, exactly, you have this kind of intermix. You know, the people that you hang out with are the people you tend to work with. Sure, not sure. all the time, but but quite often, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it's it's a bit different in Germany. You have a very distinct work to, work life balance. So Serbia, Serbia is like is like the UK, where it's quite quite uh, blended. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. Right? That is I, I only had a, I only had a limited uh, working experience in Serbia. I have to admit, right? Uh, but it's, it's oh, quite okay. common that um, you know if you work with someone and you spend yeah. a, lot of, a lot of time with them, that also you you become have friends. You hang out. Exactly. Exactly. Obviously, it depends on you know uh, other things, right? How you know how much um, you you have a lot to talk <laughs> about or not. You have a lot of commonalities, right? Uh, but even outside of that, if you're now throwing a birthday party, for example, you're definitely going to invite them. Right? Wow. I would have thought Serbia and Germany would have had far more culturally connected than Serbia and the UK. Because, you know, Serbia borders, like you said, you know, Romania, and I, I you know, naively would have thought, um, like, you know, the, the kind of Euro- Eastern European countries would have had quite a similar type of culture, similar type of, like, way of, of like, you know, a general lifestyle um which is quite interesting yeah i, I would have to say you know serbia is a it, it's uh it's kind of eastern european country and i think it, it resembles maybe if you think some place like uh, like the south of europe like if you think south italy spain yeah you know that type of uh, vibe when it comes to the community the hanging out oh, with people, wow. that's kind of what it resembles it's very uh wholesome sure sure so the human connection is very important 
where in Western Europe, and I think you know, Germany is a good representation of that, uh, more so than the UK, I have to say, right? Uh, it's a bit more uh, cold in that area. Mm. Let's put it that way, right? It's a bit more uh, distinct. I mean, in, in my case, personally, I really have to say, you know, uh, with the people I've met and the colleagues I have in my company, I, I do quite well. And, uh, you know, the people are very welcoming and so, but I've kind of different uh, experiences that I've heard from other people as well. Okay, interesting, interesting. And how, how um, like, kind of, if, so obviously you've lived in, in Serbia, you then moved to the UK for, for a short period of time, mm-hmm. and you then went to, to Hungary in between, to China, and, and now to Germany. Um, where would you want to go next? Do you have a kind of, this is the next country I'd like to live in or to work in? Ooh, uh, you know, that's a good question. I think for me personally, um, it, it kind of goes two ways. Right. In one way, uh, I would like to go somewhere I've never been or kind mm-hmm. of somewhere where I know nothing about, let's say. To, to work or to like, live or both? Well, both. Right. It, 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 you can't really. Well, you could maybe, but it's very difficult to separate the things from me, at least or in my line of work. Uh, mm. at least. So, you know, maybe South America. Uh, I'd really like to also That'd go again cool. to Asia, but maybe, you know. Also, you know, I lived in China for six months, right? But I would maybe try that or maybe go somewhere else uh, as well in Asia. Um, but also, on the other hand, right, um, I'd, I'd very much like to live in the UK as well, right? Because um, mm-hmm. this is the place where I uh, sort of grew up, if you want to say, right? Yeah, your yeah, university is. Yeah, yeah. So I went to the UK when I was 16 years old. And when I left, I was uh, 22, 23. Right? Yeah. So it's that kind of formative part of your life where you sure. meet a lot of your lifelong friends, you know, um, the UK to me is, is like a second home in a way, right? I, I understand it. I know how things work. Uh, you know, every That's time like I land 25% in, of your life nearly. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, it, it's kind of like the, the formative years. Uh, so for me, when I land in the UK, uh, you know, when I'm in London, I, I feel like I'm at home. You know, I have that feeling. <laughs> where I, I know how things work. Things make sense to me. Whereas you go somewhere else, you don't really feel that as much or you kind of, you know, feel lost. When I moved, this is actually a good point, you know, um, you know, people talk about culture shock a lot. Right? Yeah, and when sure, I moved yeah. from Serbia to the UK, people always used to ask, oh, you know, there must have been such a huge change for you. But because I was so young, um, it wasn't really you that adapted. big of a deal. Yeah, yeah it wasn't sure. that big of a deal. I, I, you know, it was all like a game almost. When you, when you go back I, home to Serbia, is there a bit of a culture shock or do you feel at home there as well? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very, very much in touch uh, with my <laughs> Serbian part. So it's, uh, it's, it still so you, feels like home. You feel at home at Serbia, UK, and obviously in Germany. That's a cool, cool kind of mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit different. I think it also helps that I speak all of the languages, right? So even me living in Germany, I speak German quite fluently. It's not, not the same as my English, but it's pretty close. Uh, but again, you know, this culture shock of now moving from London uh, to Germany that was very, that was quite difficult for me, right? You know, it's a different system, you know, even something uh, trivial, like opening a bank account, uh, you know, getting an internet connection is very different uh, yeah, than what it is yeah. in the UK. Uh, also, you know, if you live in London, right? You know, if you miss, a, if you miss the tube, uh, three minutes, here's the next one, right? Yeah. But here, if I miss a tram, 
uh, I have to wait 15 minutes for the next one, right? And <laughs> no like, way. 20 minutes. 15 right? minutes. Exactly. It's insane, right? Like for people, you know, that they're used to getting the next thing in three minutes, right? Here, you live in Berlin, time. right? No, 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 no. I live in, uh, in well, it's close to Frankfurt. Uh, I live in Mannheim. So it's uh, ah, okay, in the okay. smart cities. Yeah. I was going to uh, say no way with this happening in Berlin. But okay. Yeah. It's a different, a different story, right? But sure. uh, kind of, you know, Southwest Germany or kind of West Germany in general, it's more slow paced. Okay. In a way, okay. right? Of course, smaller cities are always smaller paced, you know, kind mm. of slower as compared to bigger ones. But even if you go to places like Frankfurt or Stuttgart, you know, um, you kind of really uh, need to look at the times of when your tram is coming. Wow. And you know it's going to be there exactly the time they mentioned. So you better be there or lose out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to deep dive into that, but you can argue both ways. Fair enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't poke the bear. I wouldn't poke the yeah. bear. <laughs> no, that's super interesting. And I just wanted to touch upon something you mentioned there, which is like your time in, in China. Um, mm -hmm. I guess I'm just going to hazard a guess that it was between, uh, between uh, before work, sorry. Um, but what made you want to explore that part of the world? And um, I suppose what makes you potentially want to want to go back, like you mentioned there? Well, I think the, the kind of main reason I wanted to go there in the first place is just to have that different experience, right? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, um, I mean, you know, living in the UK for me has already been, been different. At the time that I went, I had been in the UK for about three and a half years. Um, or so, so kind of doing that, which was like a semester abroad, right, was a kind of a new experience for me. And yeah. what I've kind of learned, uh, really, you know, through all this moving back and forth. And so it's, it's the kind of uh, the experience that you take with you at the end of the day, right? Yeah, you know, sure. obviously, I went to the UK to get a good education. And that was kind of the, the reason for it. But a lot of the things I came away with are the, the life experiences that I had. You know, yeah. how many people can say, oh, um, you know, I got lost in Shanghai and had to figure out how to get to where I want to. <laughs> that is I, cool. You know, that's cool. You know, that's that's not kind of like a thing you can learn from a book necessarily. You, know, you have to experience that. Right? Yeah, how yeah. many people had nights out in Shanghai where, you know, you're just riding on the back of a moped, which is actually a taxi and you have no idea where you're going. Right. <laughs> You know, I think at the end of the day, it's really that kind of experiencing something new, uh, meeting new people, seeing mm. a new culture, and kind of enriching myself in that way is really what uh, what drove me uh, to do that. And I think also um, talking about working or kind of wanting to work in a different place in the world, it's something similar, right? Uh, yeah. Once you've done this kind of, uh, once you feel this experience of, you know, a different culture, um, I think you kind of crave to do it again. Right? Mm. It's not something like, okay, I've seen it. I'm fine. I'm just going to sit home now. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, it's kind of, you always want to have a new experience, especially in this day and age, right. Where everything is so familiar to you. Mm. Um, you don't want to be a tourist in a place, right. It's one thing uh, you sure, know, to go sure. to China and be a tourist, right. And kind of see the sites and do all the things that you're meant to do. But it's a completely different experience when you live there, you know, when you have to go to the supermarket there, yeah, uh, when you have to yeah. go in a taxi and tell them where you want to go. Yeah. Right? Open a bank so, account, stuff like that. Open the bank account, absolutely. <laughs> Internet connection, right? All of these things uh, are very different. So it's that kind of experience that really drives me. And that's, I think, part of the reason of uh, why I would like to, to kind of experience that again. That is cool. That's very cool. 
nice yeah. to be able to, as you say, say that you've been there and want to want to have more of it rather than oh, what would it be like? And and yeah. um, it's nice to be able to unpack that on on the, on this show. So um, yeah, cheers for sharing that. No, absolutely. And I, just my final question um, would just be around: these are all elements of you know work and I suppose travel and a bit about that, but. What are your things? What are things that you like to get up to outside of work? Um, sports, movies, and stuff. And um, you know, are there any kind of, I suppose, any things that transcend across the world, but also something that um, is quite specific to a sp- part of your life and and a country that you lived in? Right. So um, there, there's one thing I can very clearly point out. Right. So I'm a I'm a very uh, I'm a very big basketball fan. Right. Nice. Uh, coming nice. from Serbia. Uh, it's a, it's a big part of growing up. You know, you're always on the basketball, court. Basketball, really? You either play basketball or football. Look okay, at that. Cool. Serbia is Maybe lately good. a bit more tennis. <laughs> I mean, uh, we know our guy, right? Novak Djokovic, of course. Uh, he's, a, he's a big... The sport is generally big in Serbia, right? But me, me kind mm. of uh, being a basketball fan, you know, uh, I, I tend to watch the game a lot. I tend to play the game a lot. Uh, this was one of the things that I kind of kept on doing throughout wherever I went. And it was a tool for yeah. me to, to get to meet people and to integrate, right? I, would, I yeah, remember moving yeah, to the UK and thinking, okay, I, I need to go and play basketball somewhere. So yeah. I find out the nearest court, you know, you go to the court. And naturally, if, you, if you're there a few times, you tend to meet people, right? Yeah, Some yeah. of these people it become social. friends. Exactly. It's very social because it's a team sport, right? Nice. Um, after that, you know, going to university, same thing, right? You know, you play with the people there you join the team uh you know you get to meet new people i come to germany and and now i i play basketball um once a week with the with the company team right nice. and this was again a big big avenue for me to meet people with kind of a like-minded uh thing right so so that's one of the things i think that really transcends especially you know when i was in china where it was it was quite difficult you actually. played basketball in china yeah absolutely china, Mate, I mean, not many people china. can say that at all <laughs> Yeah, I know, but but in China, basketball is very popular, right? And and I mean, they have some very very good players. Um, and you know, um, the, when you move out there, um, obviously being the kind of English speaking person, not really speaking Mandarin that well, yeah, uh, it, it's sometimes a bit difficult to integrate with the people. They're a bit yeah. short. You know, they usually know it quite well, right? Especially in the university setting where we were. Uh, but this kind of playing basketball with them, it gave me, you know, an opportunity to kind of bond with them, have, you know, that team spirit, uh, even when I was there. So that's one of the things that, you know, I would point out that really kind of stuck with me uh, through all my travels. And really, it helped me so much uh, to kind of feel at home in place and to meet new people and to integrate uh, sure, into the kind sure. of social life. Yeah. No, in a way, like sport becomes a language, right? Like, yeah. You know, just... Absolutely. Regardless yeah, of a... what you speak, like if you're playing basketball, you're all playing the same sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same exactly, exactly, exactly. If you this score, is... yeah, if you score like a hoop or or, or whatever, whatever, you, you score a six pointer, a three pointer, everyone's happy, <laughs> regardless of like what, whatever you guys are speaking. That's cool. Exactly. Like if, that. someone's, if someone's playing well and you give them the you know the nod, they know yeah, you give them you give them the fist bump. <laughs> yeah, you get exactly you give them the fist bump. That was a lot. Nice. That's love it, cool. love it. No, that's phenomenal. Um, but um, no, it's been it's been a pleasure. Um, I certainly don't have any questions. I don't know about you. Uh, I've got so okay. So, so if you could say um, 
you know what what would be kind of uh, you know your inspiration or or do you have an inspiration in the form of a role model because you know you've obviously traveled around around the world quite often you've you've been able to live in in a few places and you know you've got the travel bug you want to go and live and work in different places and go and breathe different different air and go and go and use possible as a cool medium to, to go and speak to other people do you have is there is there anything that kind of inspires you or is there someone that inspires you to go to kind of travel more to go and go and learn about new cultures um where does that come from where does that kind of that fire and energy come from oh that's that's a that's a good question um i think that it's a few things right so, so the first thing which kind of um I wouldn't say it's necessarily inspiration, but it's but it's a uh, like you said, a type of a medium, right? Or something that mm. enabled me uh, to do all of this is really learning a different language, right? So mm. I've been learning English and German since I was about five years old, thanks to my my parents, you know, who kind of uh, you know uh, wanted me to do so. Obviously, at the time, you know, you don't realize too much; you just say yes to most things, uh, which are new to you, right? Being a <laughs> five-year-old kid. Uh, but, but, you know, 10 years down the road, uh, that enabled me to go and move to the UK and actually, uh, you know, go to a school and, and you know, I had, yeah. the, I had to know the language, right? Pro- props also, to your parents. At five years old, you're speaking my... Serbian, English and German. Uh, absolutely. You know, big, big props to them, right? Yeah, uh, sure. With the fact that they were so kind of maybe even ahead of their time because obviously, you know, both of them. I mean, my dad speaks German and understands English and my mom speaks English and is learning German, right? But they were kind of ahead of their time uh, to make me and my sister actually both, um, not to make, but to to let us, allow us to learn both languages, right? Yeah. Encourage, exactly. That's the word. Uh, But then one other thing I would kind of, um, it's a quote, right? It's something that, that it was like a, Something that my dad said to me when I was um, when I was in Oxford. I think I was already in my kind of upper sixth or kind of second year of A level, second year of living abroad. Uh, and my dad said to me um, something that I'll, he'll probably won't remember that he said this, but um, I remember it often. Right? He always said, you know, look, it's great that you're getting a good education and all, mm. but really you need to go and meet the people, right? Because yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, after all of this other thing. It's really the people that you meet, the connections that you make, and the experiences that you have is that something that you're going to take away with you for life. And for really, sure. you know, sure. I, I kind of remind myself of that to this day, right? It's really all about that, you know. Uh, and if I, if, you know, if I had to kind of give an advice to someone uh, who is about to take this journey, that was really the one piece of advice I would give them, Right. Your dad sounds you like know. a top guy. <laughs> I like that. He's pretty good. He doesn't say a lot, but when he does, it's usually some good the stuff. Word, the golden uh, words. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, so that's really something that I think I would encourage anyone, right? Even uh, if you're not maybe moving to a different country, but you're now changing jobs, right? Uh, or you're maybe going to a new school within your country or something like that. You should really invest time and energy in the people uh, that you meet right because that human connection is something that will uh, will make you kind of it will enrich your life right you will learn so much from people more sure. than you can ever learn 
uh, from a book or from anything else. Yeah, for sure. Very, very quickly, just because it was a challenge that one of our previous guests had mentioned, and it completely <laughs> okay. set my mind. You spoke, you talked very, very briefly on the word invest, which obviously wasn't used in the same context as I'm about to use it in mm-hmm. now. But talk to me about cryptocurrency in Serbia. What is that like? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think it's like everywhere else in a way. Uh, it's this big, um, big thing, right? It's a big trend. <laughs> it's um, a big thing, a big trend. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, good it's, way it's, to it's describe a, it. It's a, it's a big topic of discussion, right? For sure. Uh, personally, yeah. you know, I don't understand the ins and outs of it. To be very no, honest, likewise. I do see. Yeah, I do see a lot of people now, uh, kind of getting on the bandwagon, right? People mm-hmm. are saying, "Oh, you know, look, I can make money very quickly, very easily." Uh, of course, I don't believe it's that easy, right? It's yeah. a bit of a supply and demand. You know, if a coin's popular, um, you know, it goes up. It's very basic economics, For right? Sure. So it gets more expensive. You buy low, sell high, right? Um, but at the same time, I'm more curious at kind of how is this going to develop, right? What is, yeah. what is it behind the coin and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, What's going and, to go know, in the next five, ten years? Exactly. You know, what, what's the idea behind it? You know, where's the next step? Right, mm. for me um, but i think in serbia you know it's, it's now kind of like everywhere else you know it's reached popularity people are very aware of it you know you get a lot of people kind of thinking oh you know is this should i invest in this should i invest elsewhere stuff like that so it's um it's pretty much like everywhere else cryptocurrency is very very popular now especially in the last couple of weeks i don't know if you heard that i don't want to take it away too much but uh, there was a new uh, cryptocurrency which is based on the the new show on Netflix, um, what's it called? Squid Game. Game. Squid Game, and it went up by four hundred eighty thousand percent in the yeah. like one wow. days, which is like crazy. That is mental. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that I kind of took us down that segue. That was cool. I learned something new there. I did not know that at all. There you go. Shout out to cryptocurrency. <laughs> With all the financial disclaimers, this is an investment advice. <laughs> Do not take my investment advice. Trust me on this one. No, that's fascinating. That's brilliant. Um, well, no, really appreciate um, first of all your time, and secondly, uh, your your um, efforts and especially the enthusiasm for um, sharing all your experiences. It's been phenomenal. Um, just hearing about all of that makes me want to travel the world instantaneously. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, um, but thank you so much for having me as well. You know, I think it's uh, it's really good to talk about it. You know, um, I think also you guys kind of covered a good uh, a good portion of which I think isn't maybe as covered. You know, uh, I wish I had this podcast when I was just starting out, you know, when I was just <laughs> moving. Right. Especially at that time, you know, uh, it wasn't too much of that out there. Right. You yeah. kind of had to go and experience it for yourself. Uh, but I'm very happy to kind of be able to discuss this with you guys on the show. Glad, man. I appreciate that. And that's the that's the, the goal for it. Yeah. Like, you know, we wanna we wanna be able to spread spread this like awareness, spread like experiences. Um, like, you know, for instance, just within the the three of us, like, you know, we've covered you know, the amount of countries you've been to, uh, the countries you've been to, like, you know, the 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 experiences are, are ridiculous. Like, you know, the stories, the journeys, the cultures we've seen and, and breathed and, and people we've touched have been have been cool. Absolutely, cool. absolutely. Nice. And I'm um, sure you, you without... guys will have a lot more people on the show with also multiple kind of a wider experiences as well. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you've, you've set the benchmark pretty high. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, shout out to all of, all of our next guests. If you, um, yeah, if you can pass this benchmark, you'd have done well. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I suppose just like uh, just like my co-host mentioned there, that um, the previous guest um, set us a challenge um, to raise a topic at our next one. So, have you got a topic of discussion that um, you would like us uh, or you would challenge us to raise at the at the next episode? Oh, um, it can be yeah. anything in the world. Let me think. I would so for your next guest. Um, obviously, I don't know who this is gonna be, but yeah. I would challenge him, uh, or I kind of challenge you to challenge him, um, to share his kind of most difficult times being outside, away from home. Let me say. Okay. Kind nice, of really, nice. you know, maybe not to go too deep right but to, to touch on kind of the challenges or kind of yeah. the biggest challenge uh he had and how he overcome it that would be kind of my challenge for him or her cool cool we'll take that away for sure for sure yeah I and mean... yeah i like that i like that and for for just just whilst we're talking about challenges I found it quite challenging to, to crack your your line. So if you want to, <laughs> if, if you want to give us a big breath of fresh air, go on, let us know and just give us a quick reminder of what the three were, and 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 let us know what the what the what the answer was. Right. So the the three were uh, that I visited all conference, uh, yeah. that I've never had a pet, and that I get a haircut uh, three or four times a year. Um, so Pralin, you said. So you said uh, I've never had a pet, and this is actually true. Unfortunately, I've never you had know, a pet. I always, yeah. I always, I always oh, had no. my mom's afraid of dogs. I could not see you as a pet person. I don't know what it was. Actually, I've lost I love that one. animals. You're, too, love you're animals. too cool to, to be a pet person. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. No, but, but pets are cool, man. Yeah. They are, they are. <laughs> and then uh, the second guess was that I get a haircut. Um, uh, or one of them was that I get a haircut uh, three to four times a year, and this is actually true. Oh, so, really? Believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> I happened to be in Serbia recently, and I'm very particular about my, about uh, who cuts my hair. So you only so, get it in Serbia. I only get in Serbia for the last ten years. Ever since I've <laughs> been from mental. home, I still have the same guy who cuts my hair, and. My hair, I usually cut it particularly short, and then it will kind of grow in phases. Uh, and then when it gets to a particular particular length, I usually tend to go to Serbia for one thing or the other, and I always make sure to cut my hair. <laughs> so uh, you've you're the only person that I know who has had a Serbian haircut, let alone in the last ten years as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, I, I, I it's always the one guy, man. He just does it the right way. The, that type of feeling when you sit down and you don't have to say anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you just know. You just know. You give him the absolutely. fist bump. You get, he speaks the same language you, you as, him, as a basketball player. Right <laughs> you just give him the look. He knows. He's like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. I got yeah. you. I got you. <laughs> so, so in the end, uh, yeah, the lie was that I've been all confidence. Um, even with all the travels I've done, they've mostly been uh, kind of in particular areas, right? So I've still to visit. Uh, obviously excluding Greenland in this context, uh, I still have to visit South America and I still have to visit Australia. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, I've, been, I've been to Egypt oh, and Africa, so I'm not here. sure how much that counts, right? But 
still uh, still quite a lot to cover. So you see, even with all the travels and all the things, there's all explore. Yeah, there's always one more. Ones I've yeah, South, wow. South America and, and Australia. Yeah, I've not touched. Maybe we need to make it a trip. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm down for that. That's so we both about. lost. That, that's a first. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, no, that's the, um, that's exactly why um, that was a question because it keeps things interesting and um, yeah, I suppose um, that's quite eye-opening to be honest. I'm quite stumped. <laughs> um, but, um, but no, just to, just to close out uh, once again, Marco, thank you so much. Um, that's been um, absolutely fantastic. Um, hopefully the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Um, just for everyone out there, um, we are on social media, um, as usual, on Instagram, Facebook, and the like. So um, just look up a Passport podcast um, and be sure to, to hit the follow button or subscribe or whatever button anyone's calling it these days. Um, and um, yeah, we, we um, look forward to welcoming the next guest. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much and um, be well.